everybody. We're back again with another episode of the Steel Target Paint Podcast. It's me, Jeff Jones, and my partner. Steve Foster. What's up, Jeff? How are you doing? Good, Steve. How are you? You've been, uh, you been at the range? I think I saw some, uh, some shooting over at Griffin this weekend. Oh, yeah. We had a good time. You know, it was one of those days I was like, you know, it's a local match. Let me see if I can improve my... Uh, my classification times and i did that on a couple stages with a couple different guns so anytime you can set a personal best hey it's a good it's a good weekend you do any shooting jeff i did you know i did the same thing um uh, i grabbed the 320 x5 which i have uh taken the dot off and i went over to Frostproof, and i shot production and limited and I've now, uh, as of uh, Wednesday's morning's uh, classification run, I will have all 13 stages, or all 13 divisions will have all eight stages shot. Oh, um, congratulations. Thank you. Yeah, that was kind of a goal of mine. And, um, you know, I'd never shot in speed option or outer limits, and I'm kind of glad I hadn't. Uh, it, that's a, you know, we just talked about outer limits, but that's tough with iron sights. Um, but I actually, I too set some personal bests, uh, two in each gun. So I was, I was pretty pleased with that. I was about, I think one tenth of a percent off a, a master score for, uh, uh, in the limited in, uh, smoke and hope. Oh, and that's then, awesome. And then came back and was a little too frosty when it came to, uh, shooting the same gun in production and well we just won't talk about that <laughs> <laughs> you know jeff is one of those things when you're at these local matches like all right all right here's what they need to do to bump up to in my case for a single stack to get from a class which i've been hanging around there for way 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 too long and uh, just really haven't shot much until i got my uh 1911 back from the great guys luke at kkm and he's got that baby dialed in and I would say it's probably, I'd have to double check my records, but it would probably be the fastest six-stage match I think I've ever shot. Nice. In, in single stack, yeah. So it was, I don't know, 88 seconds and some change. So that's without our limits and speed option. I shot a, a personal best on five to go of all stages with an iron set gun. And, you know, I, th <laughs> I was like, man, I think I got it. I think I got it. I got home and I did the did the math and i didn't have it jeff I, i'm so close to master it's not even funny i gotta do the math it may be a fraction of a second at this point so you're you're in the top 10 percent of the top one uh in, in the top 20 right you're you're just like you're owning that spot huh oh, oh oh yeah you know and and i guess going out to area two here uh once that next week it's probably okay that i stay in this comfy a class for a little bit <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome. Well, you know, last weekend or last week, the last podcast, you know, we talked about outer limits and we did a little, uh, uh, the week before we talked about, uh, the West Florida match and, and, and we talked about the AMG labs timer and the timer that was used in the match. And, you know, afterwards, Steve and I usually, uh, download a little bit and he's like, you know, what do you think about getting the, the guy who created that, that timer on the podcast? And I said, well, you know, I, I know him. His name is Alex Gorbanoff. And uh, he, he shot out of our club, and he did a lot of the initial testing. So I gave Alex a call, and Alex, say hello to the listeners. Hi, everybody. Well, Alex, um, you've just introduced yourself. Um, outside of doing the timers, uh, like, do you have a real job? <laughs> I do. I do. Um, I have a nine-to-five job. I'm a CG generalist. Um, at the design and visualization company in Tampa. Basically what I do uh, on a almost daily basis is uh, I help 
uh, you know, other individual or companies to um, present their product to the potential buyers before a product exists, whether it's a house or a consumer product or something else. Basically, I can take the computer drawing and turn it into the photo by making computer-generated image. Basically, I'm a 3D visualization guy. Very cool, very cool. Hey, Jeff, I'm intimidated already. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I've, I've, I've met Alex, and, and it's, you know, and he, he was, when he was, uh, you know, doing this, and he'd, he'd had you run some strings, and, and then he'd have two timers out there, and he'd be checking the differentials between the timers and echoes, and uh, it, was, it was quite impressive to see his, uh, his diligence in putting this together. Hey Alex, I'm trying to I'm trying to pedal some cool hats. Can you help me out? <laughs> <laughs> so, sure. So Alex, where did you where did you come up with the with the idea to create a timer? What gap in the market did you identify? Uh, well, well, to to answer the question about the idea, that that's actually a very interesting story. I'll I'll try to keep it short. Basically, what happened is. Well, I started shooting around 2014, so, you know, I started with the pistol and just immediately get sucked in into this whole sport, and I was at the range practically every other day, shooting, practicing, just nothing super special, just trying to build my skills, and eventually it was a time for me to go to match, and my first match was a steel match at Wyoming Antelope Club where Jeff also shoots. And again, I was uh, fascinated with everything one more time and I got sucked in into a steel challenge. And, you know, I think I get some, some decent results there and naturally it was a time for me to put more practice into it and it was a logical step to get a timer, to get my practice with the timer. So I, you know, logged in online uh, try to see what's available out there. Obviously, I saw some people use some timers at the range. I kind of already had some uh, ideas of what I want. So what happened is um, I went online, did a little research, and somehow I was not able to, to make a decision. I, I just didn't commit to purchasing the timer that night. There was something missing in each of them. There was something that was not enough for me personally. So I was undecided. And um, next day I was thinking to myself, look, you know, um, you are, we have an electric engineering degree and I've been doing this design work for others. I can simulate stuff on a computer. I can visualize, I'm sorry, visualize anything. And I thought, you know, why don't make a timer for myself the way I want it to be? And I knew it's going to be not easy project, but you know, why not? So I tried it. And so what happened next is, uh, you know, I started working on a project. I started testing stuff. I started, you know, testing some circuits, uh, coming up with the design, the way it's going to look, uh, start building an interface and everything. They built working on a code for the, you know, already for the Bluetooth part and just the main code for the timer. So yeah. And what happened eventually, um, I show it to some people. I started testing it at the range, and people see what it is. And 
And everybody start, you know, paying some attention, just checking what is it, what are you testing? So I start, I gave it to some people to give it a spin at home, and I had a tremendously awesome feedback. Everybody loved it. And I thought to myself again, you know, it is really awesome product, so why don't I share it with the others? Of course, it's going to, you know, involve some even more work and even harder work. But, you know, I was ready for it, so I gave it extra push, you know, did some more tests, uh, got some more feedback, got some more testing again, and essentially ended up with the commander on the market. So, um, basically, it's a one-man operation. I was an electric engineer, the code developer, the web designer, the, the marketing specialist, basically everything in this project is one-man product. That's amazing. You know, there's, we, we talked a little bit about um, your time around the last podcast, uh, maybe a little bit on the podcast prior as well, coming out of the West Florida Steel Challenge Championship. And there are so many things about the timer that are really, really cool. And I was telling Jeff, I think, Alex, where you hit it out of the park is really the, uh, the Bluetooth upload from the timer to the tablet directly to practice score. You know, I, I think that that's helped a lot just from the standpoint of accuracy and the speed. And so the uh, the person scoring the hits or, or uh, making sure that are hits on target, they, they can, um, you know, pay attention to what's going on instead of, you know, fumbling around and, uh, you know, actually assist the RO. So I think that option is awesome. I'm sorry, I'm getting carried away because it, it's just, you know, the sensitivity settings that you have, the, the loudness of the beeps I think are absolutely fantastic. There's three different settings there. Oh man, it's it's so so what do you think is what do you think is the coolest option that you've programmed into the timer itself? Well, uh, you know, I like all of them, honestly. Um I did I was very meticulous about every single thing that you see in a timer. It's starting with just a physical uh, you know look of it uh, the design when I designed the plastic case for it I ran it through simulations in a computer. I dropped it from some height. I measured the plastic deformation. I want it to be strong enough. So I paid attention, attention, you know, in that regard. Then when I designed menu, I wanted to make it ergonomic and simple to operate, just pretty much one hand operation. So I'm very proud of the easiness of the menu that I was able to achieve. So you can pretty much, and I think Jeff will agree, since I have a timer, that it can be operated with one hand. And um, the Bluetooth connectivity with practice score and some other apps eventually when they come to the market uh, is a cool feature. Yeah, it just basically um, provides extra help, extra confidence to the scorekeeper during the match. And you know, later on when you practice, you can have some, some log. You can log your performance at the range, study it at home. Um, the sounds, uh, uh, sound, I'm sorry, sound sensing unit is the work of art, I think. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's yeah. not something you see by looking at the timer, but I did put a lot of thought into it. And probably if I had to pick, that would be my number one um, design element of the timer that I'm proud of. Because when you design sound sensing unit, um, you basically... Um, I tried not to follow any of existing, you know, there's many circuits in the books that can help you to design this or that. 
I threw all of that um, out of the window, figuratively speaking, and just tried to come up with something from scratch. I wanted to, let me, let me try to find other words. Using just other timers um, that are available on the market example, you've probably seen when you crank sensitivity too high, it starts picking up everything. You oh, can yeah. just basically start talking and it will pick up your speech. You yeah. crank it enough to say <laughs> 22. Me, right, Steve? It's, it's, you, you know, hey, hey, Alex, uh, I'm not sure if you're aware of this or not, but I do have a home range here in Georgia. I'm not sure if Jeff told you that I or not. Know, I do know. <laughs> I do know. I am, I am very jealous as well. So. <laughs> well, I, I've got a home range out back, and uh, I've got another. We don't get into product, product shaming here, but another uh, brand, Timer, I had the sensitive sensitivity up shooting rimfire rifle iron i since put a comp on the end of uh that gun but there was like a bird chirping or something in the back and it actually picked it up and so i couldn't find that sweet spot so it's very interesting I, i'm i'm really into what you're talking about because so, i've got a so, i got yeah, a significant so, appreciation oh, for it awesome well well uh well then just so you know i put extreme amount of attention to how that thing works so basically the problem with those timers and again i can't be wrong because i don't know how all of them do their thing inside, but I have a feeling I do know how they do it. And the problem is in the hardware. You crank make to microphone too sensitive, and here's the result. It's too sensitive for everything. So I process the sound wave basically in hardware and in software, and then in software one more time. So basically when timer hears the shot, it basically passes it, you know, through the hardware into the software. Software is, uh, looks at it and like, okay, this is the shot. Then it goes to second stage, and the second stage pretty much inside goes, okay, it is indeed a shot. And that is why if you crank it too high, it still makes sense all of the other things, but it ignores them. It only understands the pistol shots, and that's why um, even there's no complete 100% immunity to some false shots when sensitivity is too high, I think Commander is doing the really, really good job at filtering all of that stuff. And um, I brought the oscilloscope to the pretty much, you know, every range I go to to study the acoustic performance of everything. And that's why shooting at the Wyoming Antelope Club was really helpful because they have really unique setup that actually amplifies the sound. So I knew if I can figure out how to send shots over there at high sensitivity without picking, picking up everything else, the timer will work everywhere else. Unique features, right? Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, let me, let me wrap it up real quick. So, yeah. Um, so Sound Sensing Union is my favorite uh, I, you know, I think unique feature of the timer, the Bluetooth connectivity and the, the, um, AAA batteries. I mean, I, I sometimes using nine volt, sometimes uh, timers using rechargeables and I wasn't happy with that. So that's why I thought, you know, why don't we use just the regular AAA batteries to get the best out of the battery performance. And um, I was able to outperform some of the timers, um, I don't know, by, by five times, and some of them even by 
uh, eight or ten times. I have reports that people started using Commander back in November, and then then just they just changed the battery about a month ago. So that's that's a battery performance. I'm very proud of that uh, as well. I tested pretty much every integrated circuit circuit out there that uh, regulates uh, voltage, and picked the best one. So. You know, it was a lot of work, but in the end, it's another feature that I'm very proud of. I want to talk a little bit about the battery life. I saw on your uh, website, which is amg-lab.com, it says up to 17 days of continuous match use on a single set of regular batteries. That that blows my mind. But that's one of the things that uh, I, I got a confession, Jeff, that I, I got to share with you. Okay. So uh, I do some training at the home range. Hey Alex, did yeah. I tell you? Never mind. That's, yeah. that's, that's water under the bridge. Yeah. Alex but, built it. Alex built a timer. Steve built a range. <laughs> hey, I'm more impressed with the timer. I'm just telling you. Jeff. So, uh, the tandem cross super van, Mike Baker and his wife, Elsie came over. I don't know. It's probably been a month or so ago. And they brought over one of these cool timers. I, I think it was, I think it was right before your match, Jeff. Okay. And so, you know, because my other time, again, not brand shaming, it, it doesn't seem to hold a charge all that long. And I've got an earlier generation of that same timer, and it seems to be a, a workhorse. But anyway, so uh, Mike brought up this timer and uh, said, man, you got to check this out and looked at the volume. I mean, it was. It was pretty easy to, to navigate through, and I love the crisp beep tone of it and then after i saw what happened at the wyoming antelope club where it was the bluetooth connectivity i'm like man this thing's awesome and so uh i kindly said to mike hey mike uh you know can i uh borrow your timer just a little bit <laughs> he's, he's like what do you mean oh, i just want to test out its features and this and that i guess at some point i gotta give it back but it's uh it's downstairs in my range bag. Shh, don't tell him. Maybe maybe you won't listen to the podcast and remember. But uh, no, it's a it's a great great training tool. You did mention something, Alex, a little bit ago that um, maybe this is a spoiler alert. You talked a little bit about some development of some apps or some programs that you're working with training. Tell me a little bit more, or can you not tell us any more than that? Well, um, I can sure talk a little bit more about it. Uh, basically, uh, currently, as of right now, the practice core is number one um, app that work with the commander. And um, however, Eugene, the developer from uh, practice core, he is working on another app that will be tailored more towards just uh, individual shooters who just want to go to range and uh, you know shoot some drills. Uh, have some recording of a strings, go home, study, analyze, maybe, uh, you know, take a picture of some targets. And basically, um, it will, just like I said, it would be a training app. Now, I know he's very, very close to the, um, to the completing this app. Uh, obviously, I don't know when it's going to be released exactly. It's up to him. If he listens to this podcast, maybe he can, you know, um, uh, make a post, um, and give some more details, but I know it's going to be an awesome app, and uh, it's going to come out relatively soon, uh, I think. Now, the other feature of the Commander is that the Bluetooth um, connectivity is um, the code to access it uh, is free. 
anybody who is serious about making their own app um, can email to AMG Lab, basically send an email to info at amg-lab.com and we can talk about uh, sharing the API to so the you know whoever wants to make their own app will get the instruction how to connect to the Bluetooth on a timer. So there's no limitations, no anything. It's all free. And um, currently, there are a few other people who are trying to make an app. I honestly don't know what's it going to be, what's going to look like. I know I've provided them with the uh, API, and they just, you know, thinking about it uh, a little bit. And um, hopefully, we're going to see their product eventually as well. Well, Alex, I want to go back to a couple things here. Um, and I'm, I've, I've had the timer for a while. And um, the first thing I want to point out, and, and we've talked about the sensitivity. Um, but, you know, a lot of guys, a lot of timers, they'll have a sensitive, they'll have, uh, you know, a double part-time. So you'll get like a delayed beep, and then you get a, a part-time beep, you know, testing your draw. Um, the thing that I found with your timer is that I could set it up you know, out in front of me, hit it, get into my ready position, beeper would go off, I could draw and I could actually, you know, with the, because the gun would be racked, of course, the magazine would be empty, uh, or not even in and the, the, ch the chamber would be empty, but it would pick up the click of the trigger and the hammer fall. Um, and the beautiful thing about that is it's no longer did I beat the part time but you actually get what your time, what your draw time actually was. Um, and I love that for, you know, when I started working on draws and they were, you know, two seconds and then suddenly, you know, after some training, you know, I knew I was down to 1.5 seconds or 1.35 seconds. Um, and so that to me is, was, was a, a huge training benefit. But, you know, you guys have danced around a little bit, and I've been waiting for somebody to say it, and they haven't said it. I believe, you know, the timer and the pad working together make a match run smooth. It ran great at the West Florida Steel Challenge Championships. You know, uh, the, the, RO, the second RO on the pad just hits a button. It pulls the times in. But what it's also pulling in are the splits. And, and you know, I did a quick review uh, once I got mine. And it's integration uh, with practice score. And uh, I think some other people have, have figured this out. It, the combination of your timer and practice score is no longer just a match scoring system. It is a practice tool. Because if you, you can get that data out in practice score competitor, and for those that have used it, when you go in and you look at, say, your uh, your your uh, division, let's for sake of argument, you say RFPO and you shot six divisions and you see a graph up top. Well, if you use the AMG Labs timer and you press any one of those bar graphs for the stages that are, that are there, a screen pops up and you're actually getting your draw and each one of your splits and the number of shots that you took. So suddenly now, you know, at the end of the match, you go, oh, well, you know, Steve is a good example. He knows how many extra shots he carried into his score but i don't keep track of that but now i can go back and look at that stuff or i could go back and look and say wow my draw was consistent across all those or oh my my draw was all over the place so i've really got to work on on that stage that draw and and to me the combination of your timer and practice score 
has turned that not to just, like I said, a match management scoring, but an actual training device uh, because it's capturing all this data. Um, and that's what I love about it. Um, and, and, and to me, one of the other hidden features, and, and let's face it, uh, you've been to the, those that have been to the WAC, you know, we do have some echo problems. Um, there were a couple times where extra shots were recorded. Um, and, you know, like many timers, you have the ability to go back. And it was, you know, when we know, I mean, let's face it, if you shoot at one point, or let's just for sake of argument, a two-second smoke and hope, and then you go to give the time, and it says 3.4 seconds, you picked up an extra, you picked up a shot. The timer was set too, too sensitive. So instead of saying you need to shoot that string over again, in that case, I believe it's legal to back it up and go take what the fifth shot was. But what you also have in that timer, which I think is another amazing thing, is you have a record of the last three strings and all their splits. Yeah. In in a little spreadsheety type window, um, so you can actually, you know, you say, "Wow, that's that that string didn't feel that fast," but you could say, "Well, it was faster because I was, you know, point one faster on the draw, and my split was point oh five faster uh, there." And and that's and you can you can start to see where are you picking up the speed or where are you losing speed. You know, I've used it a lot to realize that I've got to pick up my pace in, in how I shoot pendulum, and that. I, I shoot at three, four, one, two stop, and I've got to snap over to one or I'm spending a lot of time. So that's what, that, those, that's my personal uh, top three on, on what this timer does. And I totally agree. I mean, you, I couldn't have said it better. <laughs> so, yeah, and, and just so everybody knows, uh, everything that you see in the timer, just like Jeff mentioned, um, it wasn't just, uh, to put there, you know, out of random. Uh, there, there is a reason behind everything. You know, when you shoot drills, um, you know, like a build drill or some other fast drills, and you're interested to look at your shots side by side, immediately right there in the spot. So there's your little spreadsheet. When you come home from a steel match, how else would you know what was your draw time? You know what your draw time is when you dry fire or when you live fire during the practice. But during the match, you just don't have time to ask, uh, you know, uh, Aro, what is my draw time? And he may not tell you, but I want people to go home and be able to, you know, to study that, to look. And that's where, you know, practice score um, does a tremendously awesome job of giving you all these charts to, to check your, you know, uh, string um, side by side. And I actually have a, a, a video of a Steve shooting I don't remember what particular stage was it at the last match, um, West Florida match, but I do have uh, him shooting a PCC, and um, I have a screen grab from a practice score showing those charts. If you're interested, I can just email it to you later. Maybe you can post it out if you're interested. If not, are just, you want, uh, are you hang we'll, on, we'll, hang we'll hang edit on. it out. Cut. Hey, hang on. Was it a good one? <laughs> it was a good one. I, I mean, I like uh, it. It was a good one. It was a good right. one. Well, you know, yeah, it's, I shot my PCC. Well, I think, uh, I think I shot the fastest time in the match with my PCC. So hopefully you got a good one there, Alex. <laughs> well, well, Alex, yeah. Know, the one thing I was going to, I was going to, point out too and there and there's a couple of things uh these timers are great and, and and quite frankly you know the on button's easy you've 
you've got go on the button to start it. You've got arrow buttons. There's an M for the menu button. It's, it's pretty straightforward. But there's a couple of, of hidden features that I don't know a lot of people know about. And, um, and I'm talking about the, the double button press when you're turning it on. Um, can you just give, just give our listeners a really quick, you know, while it's not intuitive, um, the, the, you know, what those are and, and the benefits uh, behind those when you, when you press those buttons? Oh, okay, I know, I know what you're talking about. You're talking about uh, turning timer, uh, turning timer on while holding some other button. That is correct. Okay, so so yes, it is a, it is in a user manual, uh, closer toward the um, uh, last couple pages. But um, but yes, you're right. Uh, some people just uh, don't don't know about those features until they read user manual, and and they don't obviously don't read it right away. So, <laughs> it's like it's like you know me, Alex. My bad. Yeah. I'll put it on Mike. He didn't drop off the manual with it, so I'm intrigued what you're gonna say. <laughs> so so yeah. So basically, uh, if you have timer off. And uh, if you press M, and uh, while holding M, you turn timer on, you're going to go into advanced um, menu. And in that menu, let me see if I can find the timer around so I can, unfortunately, don't have any timers within the reach. So um, let me go off my memory. I've actually uh, got it here. I've got it here, uh, Alex. I believe um, uh, you've got. You know, the first option is a self beep. Okay, so self beep is um, is a feature. You know how sometimes uh, the beep. Uh, let's say if you have your sensitivity too high, let's say ten or nine, something really really high, and your beep volume is all the way up to number three, and if you put the timer close to the to the shooter's head, he has some ear protection, some plastic ear protection, uh, earmuffs, and if you beep the timer, obviously the sound of the beep may bounce off back into the microphone, and the timer may pick up itself, thinking it's a, it's a shot. And that's a known feature for some other timers. It's, you know, it's just, this is just how it works. And if you have this feature enabled uh, in that menu, then timer is gonna be insensitive to the shot during the beep. However, if you enable this feature, uh, then it is going to be sensitive to the shot during the beep at the sensitivity seven or lower. So because, you know, I know some people may uh, usually, what's, what's somebody's draw time? Let's say 0 0.5, 0 0.6, 0 0.7 seconds and up. So obviously if you have a self beep feature, um, disabled, then it's okay. You will never, um, you will never fire a shot faster than uh, 0.3 seconds, which is the length of the beep. But some PCC shooters or somebody really, really fast eventually may pull out, pull out the first shot faster than 0.3 seconds. Or maybe they want to practice their reaction time, how soon they pull the trigger when the beep sound. So in this case, you may disable this feature, and if your sensitivity of 7 or lower, then you'll be able to pick up the shot uh, under 0.3 seconds, if that makes sense, what I'm trying yeah. to uh, I, I, Okay. It does. And there's, there's a bunch of other features here, and, and if they're in, you know, they're in the manual, because, Steve, I, I got one so early that the manual wasn't done yet. So. Oh, no, it's fine. Uh, just in a couple of words, there's another feature that basically 
the shoot uh, the shot string length is by default five minutes if you don't fire any shot in five minutes timer is gonna stop you notice when you push go timer beeps and listens for the shots there's a little scan line going up and down that indicates that timer is listening for the shots right now after five minutes expire expires it stops listening for the shots and some you know some matches may have stages longer than five minutes and in this case you can change it uh, change this time from five minutes to ten minutes basically a cutoff time when timer stops sh uh, listening for the shots there's also can I, a can self I set it, can I set it to like 1.5 seconds and it's just like any shots after one and a half seconds it just says I ah, don't worry about those and, and <laughs> <laughs> that's way too fast <laughs> I'll have to make a special version of a software for, for you. <laughs> so, yeah. I'll, I'll, and, I'll send you my credit card. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so what else is there? Um, I, think, I think the other one, I think the other one that I find to be uh, helpful, um, and, and you kind of get an idea of, of your battery life, um, is the battery volts. You actually are showing the voltage coming through the batteries. Um, and uh, I forget the number you gave me. Uh, I think you said if it gets below one and a half volts, is that correct? Or is, um, it, is it more than that? Actually, no. And, uh, and thank you for mentioning that. Uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because that gives me opportunity to, um, uh, to, to put this information out there. Basically, we know that the batteries can be of uh, different chemistries. You know, there's uh, lithium batteries, there's... Uh, what is it, nickel metal hydride, uh, there's alkaline, uh, something else, I don't uh, even remember what they called. And, and they all um, have a different cutoff voltages. So, you, and their discharge curve is not linear. So let's say if you have regular alkaline batteries, uh, just bring you off the store. You put it in, into device, its voltage is gonna be 1.6 volts then immediately it's gonna drop uh, down to 1.5 and pretty much stays 1.5 volt throughout the life of the battery and starts dropping only at the end. So when the battery voltage goes below one volt, then the battery is dead. Anywhere in between, it's impossible to say uh, what is your battery uh, state is, what's the percentage of the discharge. So that's why I put the battery voltage in, in there and it, it, it really depends on the battery chemistry, but the baseline is 4 volt. So when somebody needs to check how their batteries are doing, turn the timer on while holding M button and look at the battery voltage. If it's around 4, which that means the battery is close to the discharge. You can still work with the timer just fine and it'll probably go okay throughout the match. Uh, but keep in mind, if it's around 4, maybe it's time to think about changing the batteries. Anything above is totally fine and it may go well below four but four is your baseline well that's a nice touch especially you know when you're a, a match director a range master running a match you know to just go through and check your timers and you know if you're if you're down in that low end of the range just replace them there so you know you're not going to have a problem during the match um so yeah. i think that's you know that's a, as a as a really i think you know there's a, again we're not going to product shame other other timers and there are some that have a little battery gauge on it, but you know, what does that mean? And I, I've seen them where it takes forever to get down and then they just, they go real fast. And then other ones don't have any kind of, uh, 
of gauge. So, I mean, this is, this is again, just one of the, the, the innovative features that alone is nice, but when you put it all together in the package you put together, it's, it's quite amazing. Yeah, and, and you notice with, uh, with most of the timers, the battery gauges, they are inaccurate. They're either showing the battery all the way up, and then out of nowhere, it just jumps to, let's say, 25%, and then just die another five minutes can be a little bit different numbers, but it's just not as accurate as the battery in our smartphones or, or, or laptops or something like that. So it, because it's just hard to tell where your battery is in a shot timer. So instead of that, instead of making a guess and, and confuse my customers, you know, what is the what's going on inside the battery, I just gave them a voltage and you know, and you know, check the voltage. If it's four or above, you're good. And if it's four or below four, time to think about changing batteries. And I put thoughts even in that. I try to make it so that if your battery is low and you don't have a batteries around you, but you know, you have to run somebody, you have to, you need to have timers to be working. So it's not gonna die, um, you know, in the next five or 10 minutes. Change your beep volume to two, and even though the battery is almost close to, to complete discharge, you will be able to go through your match just fine. Just back up the volume one step, and you're good. This is just like like emergency solution for someone who don't have batteries, but you need to, to finish your match. You know what's fun. You know what's funny about all this is <laughs> I'm sitting here thinking like, man, it's just not me because my current timer that I use um, outside of yours that's been on loan is uh, my battery life will be at 100 percent, and then I literally use it for like five strings of fire, and it goes down to 50 percent, and it stays there for a little period of time, and then it just turns off. It's like, <laughs> what happened with that, fellas? I mean, who programmed that? So. Pretty, yeah, yeah, and they will change a lot with the temperature, with your ambient sure, temperature. Sure, sure, yep. If, you, if yep. you do it below zero, it will be even worse than that. So, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, Steve, there's another, there's another part that, that uh, we passed over, uh, and I, and I want to I wanna point this out because this is, again, it's another great tool. Uh, it's another great feature that makes this timer more of a training tool. And if you talk about the things when you hit the menu button, you know, you've got, um, uh, the sensitivity, the start type, which is instant or delayed, fixed or random. You've got three different part times you can set. You've got the echo delay, which comes in handy at the whack, um, and the beep line. But here's the here's to me is the innovative feature. All those settings, he has five different programmable preset programs for those five settings. So for me. My number one setting is my standard. When you push the button, it goes beep. It records the time. It's, it's at seven, and that's a regular match setting. But when I go to two, well, that's my part-time setting. So when I'm drawing at the range, I'm, I've got my part-time set for whatever time, for whatever gun I'm doing, and it's set for that. But my stage, my, my preset number three is actually my draw practice at home, my dry fire, and the sensitivity is 10. And I don't have to keep changing all of these things each time I want to do a certain thing. I just go to a different preset program. And that's, that's uh, cool. It's, it's huge. And I, I want to point out too, uh, you know, since you've got the super fan Mike Baker's timer that possession is nine tenths of the law. 
<laughs> Man, I hope he skips this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, Alex, is there? I do have one question, and I and and it's kind of put you on the spot a little bit here, but you know, you you did all the hardware, you did all the software. Um, is there anything that you would? you know that is is do you have any ideas coming down the range is are you going to change the firmware change the software or are you pretty happy with the way that this is set up and it's and it's running right now um i am uh, obviously there's a room for improvement in anything so uh that is just you know that's just the way it is right with commander I am happy with everything. That's why I was not rushing to the market until I test everything. Every single menu worked out every bug that, that I see in the software or the hardware. So so what is in a commander right now, that's what it's going to be. And to keep things easy and just uniform. Uh, and just, just avoid all this, you know, thing, uh, updates and, and everything. I want people when they go to the range, to focus on the shooting and pick up a timer and I want it to be a timer. I want to be a tool to become a better shooter, just to train more efficiently than, than get your times into the tablet or a smartphone, study them later, things like that. So it's kept as simple as possible and I would will try to not change anything. Now right. obviously later down the road there's gonna be some other products, you know, uh, in, in a year or two years, I don't know. Um, and um, I am. I want to say that every feedback that I have, I do listen to all of it. Now I can promise that everything that people request will end up in a product. However, I want everybody to know that I'm listening very attentively, writing everything down, and you know, basically, yeah, that's what I'm trying to say. Every feedback that I have is uh, is noted. Excellent. For the for the future products, Alex, I got a couple of quick questions for you here. And so, if, if people want to go out and order one, where's the best way to go? Is it amg-lab.com to order one? Is that the best way to get in touch with you? Yes, correct. Currently, the best way and pretty much the only way to order timer is to go to www.amg-lab.com and place a pre-order. So it takes some time for me to uh, to get the parts and components and put together a timer for every order. They build pretty much uh, just like a custom gun or custom watch. Uh, I build them myself and you know it takes time. Um, so yeah, place an order online and um, anywhere from 30 to 60 days, your order will be fulfilled. Eventually, of course, things are picking up speed and um, that time will get shorter and shorter, and I'm hoping eventually to have a stock of timers be ready to be shipped immediately upon uh, order placement. Gotcha. All right, well, well, how about this? Can we do this where I pay with Jeff's credit card and you ship it to my house? Will that work? Is that okay? <laughs> Absolutely. You should get like two or three. <laughs> I got my new card today. You could be the first charge on the card. That would be beautiful. Uh... <laughs> How All right. Well, I have I, I have a completely <laughs> I have a completely unrelated question, Alex. Okay. And, yes. Uh, your nationality uh, is is uh, Russian. Ukraine. 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 No, okay. I'm U I'm Ukrainian. Ukraine. Yes. Ukrainian. Okay. And and do you speak the native tongue? Uh, Ukrainian language. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> okay. So I want you to tell, even though 
in the United States Practice Shooting Association and the Steel Challenge Shooting Association, the standard for all the commands is English. I want you to say, are you ready, stand by in Ukrainian? Oh, my goodness. I have to disappoint you. I, I, I don't even know how to say it in Ukrainian. <laughs> oh, um, Alex, Alex, I got one better. You ready? Steve uh, has a I'm home. J just say Steve has a home range, Jeff. Okay. Can you say that for me? That'd be okay. great. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, just, save, I'll save it. Oh, you mean in Ukraine? Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, that is hard. I'm at the point where I forgot my, uh, my language. And I haven't learned English yet, so I'm kind of in between. Um, can I? Is it something I can post on a on a oh, Facebook page? Oh, oh, absolutely! Oh man, absolutely! That's <laughs> the best idea I've ever yeah. heard. You got to put it on the Steel <laughs> Target Paint podcast page. That would be amazing. That would I be will, hilarious. I will. I'll definitely do that. I just I don't know. Somehow my brain is not working right now. I'm in the I'm in the English mode. <laughs> it's not That's that easy right. for me to speak I, I have anymore. A feeling that, I have a feeling that if, if you can come up with Steve uh, has a home range, Jeff, that's going to be our new intro to all the podcasts. Oh, at least for Ukrainian. 12 months. <laughs> uh, yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, you know, you go to, um, uh, you go to amusement park, uh, you know, most of them, and somewhere uh, close to the entrance, they have welcome written in every possible language. Right, right. So you may have the same thing. Steve has has a home range in like twenty <laughs> different languages. Oh, <laughs> you, can, oh, you can make a shirt. You can. You should make a shirt like that. Oh, oh even better. <laughs> I'm gonna have decals, Jeff. Oh, <laughs> I'm gonna put I, one on the back of your kidnap van. It'll be awesome. Absolutely. Yep. Yep. What is that? That Steve has a home range in twenty different languages. <laughs> oh my awesome. goodness. Oh, that's oh. awesome. <laughs> Well, Alex, uh, I know, I know. There's a there's a lot of people out there uh, using the timer. A lot of people uh, waiting on the timer, and I think a lot of people are going to order the timer. It is what I like to say is fan double tastic. It's uh, you know, again, this is this is one of those products that was built by a shooter for shooters, and uh, it shows. And so I just want to say congratulations. Well, thank you very much, and I definitely appreciate uh, all the orders and all the help and uh, all the feedback people provided. Uh, without it, that would just not be possible, and, and, and that's the goal. I, I will do my best to give people the best I can. Yeah, congratulations, Alex. You're an inspiration to a lot of entrepreneurs out there. You know, you find a need and you, you fill it, and that's, it's absolutely been amazing listening and talking with you here for the last 45 minutes or so. You know, there's a lot of people that are out there thinking, well, what if I did this? What if I did that? And, you know, Alex is a real-life story of get off your keister and, and uh, get out there and uh, identify a need and fill it. So congratulations, Alex, and thank you so much for spending some time of your evening with us here on the podcast. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you, Steve. And, You're uh, very welcome. Yeah. Thanks for having me on this podcast. All right. Hey, Steve, why don't you give out that uh, coupon code for uh, rangestore.net that we have? Yeah, go out to rangestore.net and use coupon code STPODCAST10 for 10% off your order on rangestore.net. Yeah, get yourself one of them new range boxes. I, uh, I actually uh, picked up uh, – we had a person at the range uh, didn't pick up their, uh, their coupon for uh, $50 at uh, rangestore.net. So I, 
I went and I ordered three range boxes and I'm going to randomly uh, auction or not auction. No, not auction. Uh, give them away. Give them away. Uh, this is not a money-making organization, people. Uh, but we're gonna, I'm going to, I'm going to work out something. I'm going to talk to Steve and we're going to, we're going to give them away. And uh, I don't know, we might even throw some swag inside of them and have some fun with it. So uh, keep That's an eye awesome. out for that people. All right, everybody. Good night. Thanks for uh, listening. Uh, hope you enjoyed it. Alex, again, thank you. Steve, my good friend. It's always good talking with you. Great Don't talking forget, with you, Jeff. One shot, one steal.